Chapter 20 Love Codes Life Nothing really matters. Anyone can see. Nothing really matters. Nothing really matters to me. Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody, 1975. Now listen to me, Miss Fairwald. I don't have a great deal of time. Dr. Matlock considered her doctor's appointment. For some unknown reason, and perhaps for no reason at all, you have managed to become crucial. Whatever you may think of me, I believe that you have a special purpose. Dr. Matlock looked her directly in her eyes. Do you want to come in and have a cup of tea? Oh, no, wait, I don't have any milk, interrupted Polly. The sight of Dr. Matlock on her doorstep unnerved her. Please be quiet and listen, continued Dr. Matlock, completely ignoring the offer. An opportunity is going to present itself. I don't know how, but you need to know something. She paused, taking a deep breath. Change doesn't happen overnight. It takes small steps. When over there approached Earth, they had reasons. I believe they were able to understand that the Earth was in trouble, so intervened. Initially, nothing fundamentally changed. It took a long time to reach six billion people. It took a long time for events to show their true impact. You have witnessed the opinions of people in high places, intelligent people that believe we must arm ourselves. Whatever your hapless but no less dangerous brother might think, Earth has no power to destroy over there. It has no idea where it even is. Over there is safe from Earth, but Earth is not safe from herself. What are you trying to tell me? I got lost at the bit about being quiet and listening, confessed Polly. Earth is going to try to destroy itself. Oh, yes, I know that, Polly twigged on. How do you know? Never mind. Dr. Matlock checked her watch again. You need to follow your instinct. I don't know what you feel for Donald, but I'm pretty sure he has an attachment to you. My advice is to consider all your options. Okay, Polly said and nodded in what she hoped looked like a meaningful way. Good, so you understand. I have a great deal of work on my hands to divert people's attention. Your brother, unfortunately, is misguided in his efforts. He is right that Earth is lining up to attack over there, but he missed the most important point. Polly made a small noise. <clears throat> What is it? Dr. Matlock asked, irritated. You know when I said okay just now? Well, I think you might have read too much into it. What do you mean by all my options? Polly asked. Oh, for heaven's sake, only you can choose what comes next. I can't tell you what to do. Choose honestly, and you will choose wisely. Dr. Matlock turned to leave. Would one of those options involve travel? asked Polly, desperate to know more. This isn't charades. Okay, you tell me what options you have. Dr. Matlock folded her arms and tapped her foot in case it wasn't obvious enough she wanted to leave. Well, I could try and get Bert back. Dr. Matlock gave her a look that nearly took her skin off. No, well, obviously I'm not going to do that, said Polly quickly. I could go back to my job and just carry on, although I think I might have to find a new job. Dr. Matlock looked as frustrated. As a chicken plopping out of a tractor. Or I could. 
go after Donald? Dr. Matlock seemed to smile, or she would have done if she'd known how. It was less of a smile and more of a non-angry face. But he's gone back to over there. How am I supposed to get there? Do you know how? No, I don't. You're the one with the code. If that's what you want, I'm sure you can get there. Dr. Matlock again turned to leave. Can't you use it and help me? Polly pleaded in a small voice. Don't be ridiculous. I can't use it. Can I trust you to know what you need to do? No! said Polly despairingly, looking at her feet. Polly had the feeling Dr. Matlock was about to pat her on the head. Look, it's not easy to fall in love with someone that lives on another planet. It's especially difficult when that someone is the only chance the Earth has to empower itself. It doesn't have to be an unhappy ending, you know. You get to decide. Dr. Matlock's voice softened. Can I talk to Bert? Polly looked up at her with sad eyes. Okay, you can call him. I'll give you two minutes. Dr. Matlock handed over a piece of paper with a number on it. Call in ten minutes. I'll need to sanction it first. Agreed, Dr. Matlock. Okay, said Polly. What? Dr. Matlock had already started to march off. She stopped and gave Polly a death stare. You seemed to know what you were talking about back there with that being-in-love thing. Polly felt like she was prodding a poisonous snake. Dr. Matlock suddenly smiled. She was an astonishingly attractive woman. Yes, falling for somebody unavailable might seem like the hardest pain, but it can be what ultimately sets you free. Free from thinking one type of love is the only interesting thing worth pursuing in life. Belief in the one has certainly kept a lot of highly influential pioneers at bay. She flicked her nails. Perhaps I am not the best person to advise you about matters of the heart. There's as much evidence to prove that belief in the one is powerful enough to help you travel to the edge of the universe and back. But, as I keep telling you, what you want to believe is your choice. Perhaps both are true, pondered Polly. Ah, now you're talking. I think we're going to be okay. Don't you, Polly? Nodded Dr. Matlock. Polly nodded back. Thank you, Polly mumbled. A non-angry look appeared on Dr. Matlock's face again. It was nothing, she said, turned, and left.